This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Welcome to Venture with Connie Podcast. I'm your host, Connie. Yay! And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> Welcome to episode 29. As you can tell by the title, we'll be discussing about body image struggles and how we can appreciate our body even more. This topic was inspired by my guest today. She battled with body dysmorphia in the past and she conquered it. Or I would say she's a work in progress. Because no one is perfect, everyone has something they are working on. Our guest today is a very young, talented lady, an amazing chef that owns her own small business called Chef Chidi's Cuisines Company. I'm talking about no other person than Chef Chidi's herself. Fun fact about Chef Chidi. We went to the same university and she participated in an African night event as a model. And I must tell you, she's a phenomenal model. Okay, guys, let's not waste any other time. Let's head over to the interview I had with Chef Chidis. Let's go. Hello, Chef Chidi. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. How is Georgia? It's been a long time well, I've been there. Oh, uh, well, I mean, everybody's trying to be in for the lockdown, but, you know, the weather's going in and out like Georgia usually does. But right now it's beautiful. I'm looking out the window. The trees look great. It you can tell it's springtime. So it's okay. it's good. Yeah. Okay. So how are you coping with the self-isolation thing, the COVID-19 issue? Well, honestly, I've been trying to keep a routine. I wake up in the morning and I exercise. When I'm done, I try to read, like read a few books that I have. I try to read the Bible, pray to God. I know the Biggest thing that's really helped me throughout this whole entire lockdown situation is keeping a close relationship with God. Like even yeah. even when you're just sitting down thinking about him, taking that time to talk to him, it really brings a lot of comfort for us into our hearts. So I definitely recommend that. But I've been I've been great. I, I can't complain. I'm blessed. Yeah, we thank God. I think this actually happens to I don't know, I don't wanna say it was meant to happen, but it's gonna bring people closer to God. It you will. Know, it will, because oh, that's yeah. the only person you can run to yes. in this time of um, conflict, time of confusion, because we don't know what will happen the next day. So Exactly. Yeah. Prayers yes. is always the, the key to everything. Amen. But um, your family, everyone is okay? Well, yes. Um, well, we've been doing really good, especially after finding out a couple weeks ago that my dad um, actually tested positive for the coronavirus. He was bad for like a good week, but after that, he's like, right now he's energy. He's have, talking to us. It went from him not speaking at all, not getting out of bed to he's jogging with us in the morning outside, you know, he's talking. So he's getting his energy back. He's a lot healthier. So, you know, we're all just being very supportive of each other, you know, and keeping our heads up. And I think, even though this was a very tragic moment for us, something great came out of it because our bond now is... Much tighter than before. So Yes, yeah, so much tighter than before. So mm -hmm. I, can't, I, I can't even be upset. I can only thank God. 
Yes, you know, they say both in good and in bad time, we still need to give praises to God because yeah. he, he knows the best. So exactly. I'm glad, you know, you guys, he's feeling better. You know, some people might think this coronavirus is like a dead sentence, uh-huh. but people, oh, yeah. are, people are actually recovering from it. So it's good yeah. to hear that um, this success story from you. Yes, ma'am. Okay, uh, so, so I was going to say, because I know we met in Kennesaw State University. That's the school mm-hmm. I went to. Someone know, yes. are you still in school? Have you graduated already? I'm actually still in school. I have one more year left. Well, let's see how this pans out with school classes and going on. But I have a year left. I should be graduating this December. If anything, maybe next spring if I have to push some classes around. Yeah. But um, And I had to move back home because... Okay. So I'm actually going to West Georgia right now because I live in Villarica, much closer to Carrollton. So it just had to be the best decision to go ahead and transfer my stuff. But I mean, the main reason why I transferred was because of, of course, the stress. It was keeping me from being, you know, totally in my schoolwork. I, I would say I wasn't motivated when I was there. I was not motivated and I was being distracted with a lot of things. So I think coming back home and transferring was the best thing to happen to me. Ever since I came back, I have not made anything less than a B in any of my okay. classes. Yeah. So, you know. This, even though it might have seemed like a really hard thing to do at the time, leaving all my friends and leaving everybody to kind of come back, it great came out of it. So I can't, you know. Yeah. Because I, I know co- college college days bring a lot of temptation. And mm-hmm. if you don't bring, call yourself to others, you know, you know, this is why I came here. You can yeah. easily be distracted and your yeah. grade will suffer from that too. Mm. And coming from an African home, if you're a great sufferer, you do not want to deal with your parents. Having to face right. them is already torture <laughs> to you. So I'm glad you make that decision that's good for you, you know, to move uh-huh. back home. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, moving uh-huh. back home kind of keeps us grounded and reminds uh-huh. us why we are here, you know, in the first place. So that's good to know. So yes, what what is your major in school right now? What are you studying in school? Oh, I'm studying public health with a minor in nutrition. Oh, okay. So that's probably where your interest for this company that you started, Chef Chidi's business, that's where that came from? Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Okay. So how did this come about? Like, why did you decide to pursue just this um, chef business, like cooking for people and all those things? Where did the inspiration come from? Well, I guess the inspiration came from many places. When, since I was younger, I loved being in the kitchen. I loved being with my mom cooking, even if it's to even throw Maggie Cube inside the soup. Like I would be so excited to do it. And because I loved food so much growing up, I gained a lot of weight, of course. Yeah. I was a very heavy younger child. And um, I was very insecure about that. Like once I got to middle school, high school, you started getting teased about that stuff. Those things kind of get brought to light. And because of that, I kind of made myself hate food for the longest. I hated food. Like, I forced myself to hate it. (laughs) Like, you know, I'll cut out all the things that I love. Like, I'm I'm not going to, you know, eat pastas anymore. I'm not going to eat this anymore. I cut it away so I can, I guess, lose the weight or, you know, not think about it as much and not get so big and, you know, but... But that actually was makes you started this, you know, learning how to cook and becoming a chef. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, once I realized how much I was hurting myself from doing that, I started to embrace, you know, what I used to love again. And I worked at a restaurant and I worked, I started off as a hostess and 
after a few months, I ended up being in the kitchen. I was cooking, and that was actually one of the best places. Like, I, well, I wouldn't say the best places I've worked, but probably one of the biggest like experiences that I've ever had was working in a kitchen. And I never, I didn't have no experience going into there. I was just me myself, and I was like, oh, let me play around with this. And I'm like, you know, and I'm seeing that this is something that I'm actually very, you know, good at, and something that I can, you know, learn, and something that I enjoy doing. So. This is, you know, I'm just kind of taking what makes me happy and turning it into a career for myself. Yes, I mean, I can relate with that story because I know, I know coming from an African home, as a girl, you have to be in the kitchen with your mother or your sister. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a lot of sisters. I had to be after my mother. I was in the kitchen with all my sisters. So when yeah. I, I didn't really like cooking at first, but I love food. But when I actually started <laughs> loving food is uh, cooking it is actually when i worked in the in in our school cafeteria it looks like a buffet it's really nice i worked in asian and uh, hispanic section and that was my first time ever working in a a cooking environment like that so i was able to try new things like i wasn't the cook but i just prepped but i would ask the cook to teach me how to make this how to make that right and when she told me how to do and then when i go home I would practice it and I actually start, you know, being creative in kitchen, in mm-hmm. the kitchen. So that actually makes me love cooking, you know, because sometimes yes, it can be same. boring if you don't try new things. If, so, yeah, if you're not having fun with it, it's definitely yes. boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I totally understand. So talking about you, you did say about you gaining weight at some point, you were insecure about it. This actually bring me to my next question. It was uh, on Instagram, I think you posted this story, how you deal with, is it body, is it dysformity? I can hardly pronounce that word. <laughs> body, body dysmorphia? Yes, that's the word. Yes. Yeah, you talk about your experience <laughs> with that, you know, and that, yes. it's actually a very touching story. Can you, for those that are listening, they probably haven't heard this story before, can you summarize that story? Yes, I can. Well, when I got to college, 2015, when I started school at Kennesaw, I kind of made a pact to myself that I'm going to lose this weight that's on my body. I don't like it anymore. At that time, I think I was like 215 pounds. And I was like, I don't want this anymore. I want this off. And I started going hardcore at the gym. I was working out three, four hours a day, barely eating anything. It got to the point where there was like, I was eating nothing but carrot. Yes. yes. Nothing but car- like baby carrots. like. I know this is gross, but my poops were orange. <laughs> That's how much carrots I was eating and nothing else. And there were, like, there were days I would pop laxative pills because, you know, I think I ate too much and I need to take it all out of my system. So I was kind of hurting my body. And I love to exercise, of course. That was something that I discovered that I loved doing as well when I was going through my journey. And I met my friend Jonathan while I was, you know, at the gym working out. And I found that he was a trainer. And I asked him to train me. So he was going to do it for free and everything because I wanted to be a trainer at that point, too. So I was basically trying to get him to train me, also teach me how to train other people as well. Yes. And he, of course, helped me out. He was help training me. But there were days where I'll be training and I will throw up and I'll be so weak. I can't even continue. And he's looking confused, like, where is this coming from? Or, you know, I'll just make an excuse like, oh, I ate something bad earlier. And, you know. Yeah, the first couple of times makes sense. And there's a couple of times I actually passed out working out at the gym. Like, yeah. I'm holding a weight and I'm, I, I fall out. I don't have no more energy. And it happened a couple of times to the point where he realized, like, okay, this is, seems like to be an issue. He had to, like, talk to me and, like, really bring it out of me before I even told him, like, yeah, I haven't had anything to eat all day. Probably, like, half a granola bar. <laughs> Just so, you know. <laughs> 
I had a little energy to even come in the gym in the first place. And, you know, after I told him that, he was like, yeah, we're going to have to change it. There was one night after they finished working out at like 10, he took me back to his place and he made like a huge plate of food. And it was just a whole bunch of things that he could find in his fridge. And he was just like, you're just going to eat it all before, you know, before you go home. Okay. And I didn't, well, of course, because I was not used to eating a lot of food at that point, it, it was a struggle for me to eat it. It took me till 3 a.m. that morning to even finish the food that I had on my plate. But, you know, it was hard. That whole entire time was hard. I mean, days after that, it took me a minute to really pick my appetite back up. But that right there was kind of the start of me realizing that I need, like, you know, I need to eat. I need, yes. you know, you need food in your body. I can't. Yeah. punish myself you know and yeah. I think all of that was happening was because even when I was doing all these things I was working out for some reason when I looked in the mirror I wasn't I didn't have the body that I thought I wanted yes I didn't have the flat stomach I didn't have the big butt I didn't have the wide hips mm-hmm. so I wasn't doing something right and I had to keep going hard my stomach wasn't flat enough my you know it's not sitting right and yeah I mean that's probably what makes you to try and lose weight and thank God for Jonathan for helping you out because some people might think starving yourself will help you lose weight sometimes that should make you gain weight for some strange reason I don't know why yeah I will say that maybe that situation didn't really like change my mind about my body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. but it was it was a step forward because I mean, even till today, I still I feel like we all kind of have that, you know, yeah, that, that insecurities. Yeah, like you look in the mirror and you're looking at your stomach, like, ugh, like mm-hmm. why does it look like that? Or you know, when you're going to buy clothes, you're looking at the, the models and you're just like, yes. oh, that's not gonna look like that on me. You know, yes. it, this is just something that we deal with normally, yes. and I guess we're not as kind to each other, especially as women. We're not as kind to each other when it comes to that. Yeah. You see a lot of it on social media about, you know, people making inappropriate comments about, you know, people's body. I mean, it has been getting better, but I think, like I said, people are just not as kind when it comes to, you know, you not having the big butt, you know, you don't have that that hourglass, that Nicki Minaj shape. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. But uh, I'm glad you said that I was always comparing and not feeling, you know, content about our, our body you know because we're always comparing it with let's say social media models or just models in general or even sometimes mm-hmm. our fellow peers you know yeah. that actually brought me to the topic of the day of today which is body image struggles right but first let mm-hmm. me define what body image is body image is the perception that we have on our physical uh, appearance or physical self and the thoughts and feelings that result from that perception you know how we we look ourselves in the mirrors like i'm not my stomach is not flat enough. I don't have that big butt. Or the small waist, big butt, small waist, small thighs. I didn't really, that's juju sometimes look really strange. How they're able to achieve all that, the shape, they achieve, like the big butt, small thighs, the thighs doesn't match up with the ass. I don't know. It's always so confusing. <laughs> and when you have that picture, you're comparing it with yourself. It can sometimes be, sometimes this perception can be distorted which is negative or positive and there's some yeah. factors that actually impact this body image we have on ourselves it could be our individual perception it could also be environmental 
an individual, I'm talking about you know, self-esteem and self-worth. Uh, I'm sure in statistics, it shows that people that have low self-esteem mostly will have a negative um, body image of themselves, you know? And those mm-hmm. that actually have a high self-esteem will tend to appreciate their body a little bit more. And of course, um, the big one, the biggest factor is the environmental, which is social media and peer pressure. And this pressure I'm talking about, like when we growing up, you know, some people, especially women, you hit poverty, right? Some are growing and having a nice body. For some people, are a little bit slow in when it comes to that kind of growth. And then you see all this glow up. People are not doing their hair, doing all sorts of doing makeup. And you look at yourself, it's like, I'm not really, I'm not looking pretty like them. Like my body is yeah. shaped that way. Like why is there, and these are like your friends, like people that you grew up with. And that can sometimes be a shock to you and makes you kind of look at yourself and feel like, I don't like my body, you know, and you become insecure about that. So I don't know, do you think sometimes when this, when you were going through this, do you think individual um, factors play a role more? Or do you think the environment play more role? I think I would definitely say individual plays more roles because at least when it comes to environmental, when it comes to like social media is looking at several celebrities, you, could, you know, sometimes you could just tell yourself like, oh, these people have money. These people are celebrities. You know, that's why they, they're able to look like this or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to individuals, these are people that you, you know, you were right next to you guys went to the same school, the same church, you know, you start asking yourself, what's, what's so different about me that I can't have what this person is having. So I definitely think that it is, even for myself, I would definitely say individual factor because even when I was younger and I, I was bigger, I remember being so jealous of my sister because she was thin and she was tall, but she was a model and she, she was so pretty and she's my sister, you know, yeah. right there. And I'm, I'm feeling this way about her, you know? So I definitely think individual factor is definitely most for me personally, yeah. I would say for myself. Yeah. It's, I mean, you are absolutely right. Cause we can, you can easily say, well, I'm not like that because they are different. People say people mm-hmm. you don't know. You know, you can or you can if it's social media, you can get off social media for a little while, right. you know. But if it's someone like your peers that you see every day or like your sister, right. it's 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 kind of hard to, you know, to not compare, you know. So another one I want to talk about is you talk about you stop eating, right? And yeah. I, when I was researching about the body image thing, it seems that when people that people that have um negative perception about their body sometimes it can lead to eating disorder why yeah. is that i guess well i can answer for myself i really don't know like the scientific like the science behind it but i guess we've been taught that what we put in our bodies is what you know our bodies will end up looking like so if you eat a lot of vegetables your body will look healthy if you eat a lot of junk food your body will look you know gross or you eat a lot and this and that so when you tell somebody that has body image issues oh you're too fat people i know for me myself i'm an extremist like you know if i say i'm going to be healthy oh i'm going to be healthy (laughs) like i'm going to be healthy 100 percent um you know i'm not eating no bad things if i if i say if i'm like you know what i don't even care about my health no more oh i like i'll be eating hot fries every other day so Mm -hmm. there's some people that there's some people that are extremists and I feel like, and people have addicted, 
addictive personalities. That's another thing as well. So like, if somebody's addicted to the way they look, like my, as like, you know, I can use myself as an example. I was addicted to the way I looked. So I was in the gym four hours a day. And when I looked in the mirror, I felt fat and I wouldn't eat. Like, oh no, you don't get to eat today because look, look at how you look. So I think it comes from personality. It depends on the per- person. There's a lot of people that, you know, they have struggles with their image, but they don't have that personality. So they're just like, you know what? You know, yeah, I don't like my body, but I need to eat. Yeah. So you kind of have, it depends. It depends on that mindset. It depends on that personality for sure. Can you say to you, do you blame food for causing you to kind of hate your body? Do you, and when you were going through that, do you kind of hate food? And because you blame food for making you look the way you look. I I did before. Now I do not. I I mean, before I did. Back then, like that was like two, three years ago. I did. Now I blame more of myself. You know, if I if I'm not liking the way my body looks, I don't really blame food. I blame myself. Like, Chinema, you're eating too much. Yeah. <laughs> not there's too much food on your plate. No, you're eating too much. You need to go out and exercise. Not you know this exercise is not working for me. You gotta have to take the the blame for yourself rather than like you know blaming other things for the cause of your you know your problems yeah so that's, that's where that really comes from that's where i think that comes from okay i know when i read about this body image it seems like women are mostly the one that kind of have this negative you know perception about their body and i wonder why why women though uh, I don't think women are the only ones that have a problem. I think women are the only ones that are talking about it. That's true. Um, and then also women, we have a harder time getting that dream body for guys. They can go to the gym one week. They, you know, you see a little muscle showing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I've met a lot of guys that are, that are self-conscious about their bodies. They just don't talk about it. With women, we talk about it. This is like a conversation we have. Yeah. Guys don't talk about that. They don't. They don't like seeming. They don't like to seem like they're insecure or they're weak. That's that's another issue we talk about. <laughs> yeah. You know, men yeah. not being able to speak about what's bothering them. Because I mean, yeah. I, I've I've been with a lot of guys that are that stare at themselves in the mirror and be like, "Oh, I'm too fat here." Yeah. They just don't. They just don't say it out loud. So. Yeah, yeah they don't like talking about that. They're, yeah. And they're mostly not in tune with their emotion. You know, exactly. so women are more in tune. We talk about pretty much. That's why you see a, a girlfriends. They would just talk about everything. But mm-hmm. guy friends, they hardly talk. Other than sports, you know, what's up? They keep it very simple, surface level. Women, we right. go in depth. You know, that's just how we are. I think that's probably one of the reasons. And of course, yeah. the don't you think society also contributed to why women <laughs> have them more than guys? Yes, for sure. I probably should have said that earlier, but yeah, it does because yeah, for women, we are put on this pedestal that we need to look like you know beautiful in the kitchen with our you know stomachs tight and the booty and we, we're I guess we were trying to please I don't know if we we're even trying to please other men or just other women in general but I guess society as women we've put on ourselves in society that we need to be perfect men have put put on us in society that we need to be perfect and we just we let it happen yeah. so it's been years and years of this and I feel like I mean it's gonna take a while to break that you know that mindset for people but I, i mean just having the conversation right now it will at least bring some type of self-awareness yes yes yeah, to everyone it. it's definitely a work in progress and um in our society i feel like things are getting better 
there's a lot of information out there so nobody will say oh i didn't know better there's, there's right. ways you can know you know you can ask around you you can go uh, google it you can always get information so that's why it's very important for us to talk about this and another thing i want to ask is you know when do you realize that you you have to focus on improving your self-esteem and self-worth why I ask this is because, you know, when you struggle with that, some people, when they struggle with their weight, they went ahead, work out and lose weight, right? But still, mm-hmm. they're still not secure, still very insecure. They don't feel confident. Yes. They look at themselves in yeah. the mirror, they still don't like themselves. There was sometimes it's a mindset. People would think they gain weight. When other people look at them, they don't really see them like that you know? So mm-hmm. when you were dealing with your own, like, how did you, like, how did you, improve your self-esteem yourself or like NIU the issue that when do you realize the issue maybe there's something you need to work on yourself more that I mean that question is really is really great question actually because that that's just the story of my life I thought that once I lost the weight and I was skinny and I was cute like I wanted to be I would be so confident and have the world but that was not how it was at all if anything, I feel like it increased my insecurities because now, I mean, before at least I had a reason. Yes, yeah. I I thought I knew a reason. Now I don't. Like, I don't. Why do I feel so insecure? And I guess it took me. This is how I kind of did it. I'm still working on it. I mean, I'm not perfect at all. I'm still yes. definitely working on it. But at first, I just had to, I guess, isolate myself from just the what's going on around me I had to stop caring about the way I look I had to like I just had to like it got to the point where I was just like you know stop buying clothes (laughs) you don't have to do your hair (laughs) you don't have to do your nails embrace just embrace being natural I don't I was gonna say ugly but I'm never gonna say that word no nobody is ugly (laughs) exactly yeah embrace being natural in myself and I think I will say my insecurities are not as strong as they were before and that's why I feel a little bit more confident I mean you know comfortable talking about it now um than before than before yeah I, I feel like I'm less insecure but now you know we're, you're always going through something in your life that you're a little bit you know not 100% in but I think it's just you just if you're insecure about your body you're gonna have like I read something that when you're trying to change a habit you have to exaggerate that change you want to change your insecurities about your body image, then you have to exaggerate it. Stop, then just totally stop caring about your image. I mean, yes. it sounds it's like, I mean, especially if you're a girl that's like, oh, I can't go nowhere without my nails done. It, it sounds crazy to be like, you know, just don't, don't do it. <laughs> just yes. don't do it. You save a lot of money. You start to really appreciate how beautiful you are. And then only, this is another way I put it as well. Not only do you realize how beautiful you are naturally, you really appreciate how much more beautiful you are when you are, you know, when you decide to get cuter than, you know, you decide to dress up a little bit. You really like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I know. That look that you give yourself in the mirror. Okay, I still yes. got it. <laughs> you start feeling good. Like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I definitely think, like, like you just got to exaggerate the change. You just have to stop caring about, you know, heels. Stop caring about what they're going to think if you show up wearing sweatpants I've, I've, there's a lot of parties that I walked into or not really parties but like get-togethers and stuff with my friends I walked in there with sweatpants and a sweatshirt yes I had to like I have to build that confidence that I can I can be myself I can be beautiful in this rather than pretending that I'm so confident in this outfit rather 
even though I'm just waiting for somebody to tell me that I'm cute for me to feel cute about myself. Yes. You know? Yeah, but you are. That, no, you, you are absolutely right. And also, I won't tell you this because I've seen you before in picture and in real life. You're a beautiful girl. I'm telling you. Because you look yeah. great already in your body image. And I think also um, you should be easy on yourself because it, it gets better with age. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. a work in progress. So you still have a long way to go. By the time you get, <laughs> you get to your 30s or 40s, I'm not in my 30s yet, but I know people that are in their 30s or 40s, they don't worry mm-hmm. about those things anymore. You move on to more greater things, you know? So I think sometimes we should be easy on ourselves and be kind to ourselves a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, that will help us through these insecurities. And know that everyone on this earth has something they are insecure about. That just oh yeah. There's some it would, sometimes it would never change. Even if you get yeah. older, it would never change. Just have to learn to accept your flaws and accept the good and the bad about yourself. You know, you'll be fine. But um, before we end this, I want to see, uh, give you an opportunity to give advice or maybe recommendation to people that are probably going through, you know, this, you know, going through accepting themselves, their body. You know, what advice would you give them? Well, I'm trying to think of what I would say to myself back in the back then. I would probably probably tell like remind, just love yourself. Love yourself and pray to God. Pray about everything. You can pray about anything. God, there's no issues too big, too small for God. If even even if it's just for God to, you know, make help you love your body more, I would recommend prayer. I feel like that's the only thing I can really give. <laughs> no, you are absolutely right. I mean, prayer is, is the key for everything. Yeah. And uh, I want to read this verse from the Bible that can also help people out there. Is First Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. It says, For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. So we need this. And there's more other Bible quotes for you to, you know, go look in. Sometimes when you feel down or you're trying to work out and sometimes you're not seeing any results. Because so you can might be eating healthy, eating vegetables and working out every day, seven days a week. And still there's no results. So when you are feeling down, feel like you're not doing anything, go back to the Bible, go back to the word of God so you can nourish your soul and your spirit so you can move forward. Know that. Everything will work out in, in, in our own good for those who believe. But um, thank you so much, Chef Shidi, for coming. Before I let you go, I know we have to play a game. You know, we have to relax. Because I know we have talked about something really deep. And, and you probably haven't talked about this in depth like this before with anyone. So I really appreciate you for being open for opening up to my listeners and talking about your experience. But um, you ready for uh, to play a game? Sure. Okay, so today, today we're going to play rapid fire questions. So I'll okay. ask you a bunch of questions and then you will uh-huh. answer it, you know, to your best ability. You don't have to think too much about it. Okay. okay. Okay, the first one would be, if you could be any flavor of ice cream, what ice cream flavor would you be and why? What flavor of ice cream would I be? Oh, I guess I'll be like a... A dolce de leche, like a caramel vanilla swirl, because I'm oh, very yeah. classic. <laughs> I'm a very classic, very traditional, but you know, I'm a little extra sweet. So okay, that's, I, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I love caramel. So anything that yes. I'm good. So I'm with you yes. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Another question is, who is your favorite cartoon character and why? Ooh, favorite cartoon character? Um, well, I think this is just the first one that popped in my head, but I like Chowder. I don't know if you've watched Chowder on Cartoon Network. That used to be my show back in the day. Oh, wow. And it's funny, right? (laughs) (laughs) But I love Chowder. And I guess my favorite character out of it was Panini. um, And she was like a girl that was always chasing after Chowder. But I just, she's she's resilient. That's what I'll give her. She doesn't, you know, she goes for what she likes. I'll give her that. Okay. Okay. That's a good (laughs) one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Another one would be, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Is it Europe? Yeah, I will say Europe. I always said I want to go to Amsterdam. I will say because of I'm interested to see how the cannabis culture is there over there because it's so open and so free versus how it is here in America. That's the only reason why that's one place that I want to go to just to see how it is over there. Okay. I've never been there too. I would like to go there too. Okay. Another question. Are you a morning person or a night person? Oh, I'm a morning person. I will wake up early in the morning to go jogging, but I'll be knocked out by 10 p.m. <laughs> oh, <laughs> me too. Me oh, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to be the one that I always wake up and work out. Mm-hmm. I started that at first, and then three weeks, I kind of stopped. You know, yeah. I need to get back again doing that. Yeah, you just keep going. You got to keep yeah. going. Yeah. Okay, another one is, um, what is your favorite hobby? Um, my favorite hobby... Well, I will say cooking would be my favorite hobby. Very peaceful. I get to, you know, it it allows me to be creative and I experience a lot of peace doing it. So, okay, that's good. It's good to do what you love. So, yes, that's really good. Okay, another one. What is one thing that that annoy you the most? People that talk without thinking about what they're going to say first. You can tell when somebody, you can tell when people just have diarrhea of the mouth. Yes. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, just sh- 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 shut up. Quiet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's a big pet peeve right there. Yeah. yeah, that could be really annoying. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when they say something that is hurtful and they don't even know it's hurtful because they didn't think about it. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's the reason why it's really like, you don't realize how toxic the words that come out of your mouth are when you don't think about it, when you don't pray about them, you know, or I don't know, ask God to give you the words to say. Because sometimes people don't mean wrong. They don't have bad intentions, but their words become so gross when you don't think about it. So, Okay, that's good to know. So another question would be, okay, this one is a little bit more fun. Where is the worst place that you could get stuck? Worst place to get stuck. I will say, I guess somebody's house that you're not that you never wanted to be there. Yeah, that's happened to me. If you're like, if you you know went with a friend to visit another friend and you just ha- like got stuck there for a long time. Oh yeah, Lord. that's yeah, that's annoying, uh-huh. especially when you're not even trying to be there in the first place. Yeah, I know. I have to find a way to get along with them. Mm. Exactly. I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, for me it would be elevator because that's the scariest place. Oh yeah, that would be. Sc- I feel like I'll be v- relatively calm in that situation. That's why I probably didn't say that first. Really? Oh okay. Yes, I would just be, especially if I'm by myself. Though I think that's what it is. If I was mm-hmm. a, or with one other person. Okay. So another question would be: If you were famous, what would you be famous for? Well, hopefully 
a Michelin star chef, like a chef, a restaurateur or a, a celebrity chef, something like that, I would definitely. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a good reality to live in. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. You know, being famous for what you love to do. Yes, yes, for sure. That's a perfect case scenario. So that's exactly. <laughs> okay. Another one. What is your favorite TV channel? If you even watch TV, my favorite TV channel would be. If I have to say my favorite, it has to be in between Lifetime and TLC because they they always have the weird but interesting shows. <laughs> <laughs> like the shows you'd be like, excuse me, what is it it's called? It's crazy but, movies. Like, excuse me, it. I don't know. <sighs> like a nanny you hired ended up wanting to take over your family, your children. Right. No, I can't. <laughs> I don't know. It's so I, I'm always I'm interested in weird things. Like I think see things that are weird, and I'm like I stare at it harder. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. oh, okay. <laughs> Talking about weird things. Our last question: What is the thing that you are most afraid of? I guess most afraid of is failure. That's that's my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Just failing in life, and yeah. yeah, that would have to be my biggest fear. Yeah, I think mine would be losing a loved one. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's scary. But anyway, we all have to go through that at some point. And that's something that's I'm not looking scary. forward to. Like, yes. that's my biggest fear. Anyway, it was good talking to you. And I had fun. I hope you did have fun in this podcast. I, I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. I hope. Um, do you have anything that you want to promote? Any upcoming event? Um, well, if I will promote my Instagram page, you can follow me at Chef Chids. Also, I am because of the whole lockdown situation. I know everybody's at home and bored. I will be doing free. Uh, well, not free. They're five dollars. Um, online cooking classes every oh, okay. Wednesday. So if you don't have anything to do on Wednesday and you want something to do, just send five dollars in and you get connected into the Zoom call, and then we'll have a good time having a cooking cooking party yes i mean we those that don't know how to cook you you need these skills because you cannot be eating out it's not really safe eating out all the time you don't know how to make their food so you should definitely benefit from this cooking online cooking class so all right guys go check it out what's your instagram again chef chids so c h like chef c h e f chids c h i d and three s's awesome all right guys go check it out follow her on instagram and i'm sure she can also find her on uh, other social media once you go on instagram and also send her email yeah all right thank you so much for coming and uh and i know it's not it's been really difficult trying to stay home all day and try and keep your mind occupied but um you know trying new things like this your online class will actually help you you know, help your mind occupy so you won't go crazy just staying at home. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully this whole thing will be over very soon. Yes, please. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for coming. This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie.